0: Typically you're card swapping with people that don't do deals. You need real buyers, not looky-loos.
1: Best ever listeners, before we get into today's episode, I wanna mention Trevor McGregor. Trevor is a real estate results coach. I've been paying him and working with him for years now. He actually is responsible for giving me the idea to do a podcast, so it's not only about transactions that he gives advice on how to find more deals, how to make more money but also how to build a holistic plan around your real estate entrepreneurship endeavors. That's what I love about working with Trevor, that and being held accountable for what I say I'm gonna do and actually making sure that I follow through and do it. I feel like I'm a pretty results-oriented, accountable kind of person, but it's always nice to have someone who's there guiding you along the way and giving you strategy as well as psychology tips for how to deal with, you know, the things that come up as a real estate entrepreneur. Trevor has made a wonderful offer for the Best Ever listeners, and that is that he's offering a free coaching session. Go to coachwithtrevor.com. That's C-O-A-C-H-W-I-T-H-T-R-E-V-O-R.com. Highly recommend him. I've worked with him before. I'm currently working with him right now as my business, as my real estate investing coach. Highly recommend you do the same. Take him up on his offer. Get a free coaching session, coachwithtrevor.com. Best ever listeners, hello, hello, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the show where we cut out the fluffy stuff. We get straight to the real estate investing advice that moves your business forward. We've spoken to many successful real estate investors and entrepreneurs, from Jay Papazon, the author of The One Thing with Gary Keller, to Barbara Corcoran from Shark Tank, Robert Kiyosaki, the author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki, CPA, you got to check that out that interview, Tom Wheelwright, fascinating conversation on 1031 Exchanges, and many other successful real estate investors investors and professionals. And with us today, we've got another one. How you doing, Dave Dinkle?
0: Hey, Joe. Great. Happy New Year.
1: Well, yeah. Happy New Year to you too. Um, a little bit about Dave and then Dave will get into his background in more detail. He is a national speaker, contributor and to local real estate clubs and consultant to numerous real estate investors. And he's done this all while running his own real estate business. He and his partner, Students and Associates, have completed over 5,000 real estate transactions and continue to do so uh, closing on about 30 to 50 properties a day, or excuse me, a month. Um, he's based in Fort, close to Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and you can say hi to him at D-I-N-K-E-L D-I-N-K-E-L.com. With that being said, Dave, you want to give the Best Ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on right now?
0: Yeah, I've been married 52 years to the same woman, Nancy. I graduated with a chemical engineering degree from the University of Florida, but I became a stockbroker within a couple of years. I just felt there was more money in it. I started with a little firm called Merrill Lynch. Uh, as I progressed, I owned three brokerage firms, but my, the thing that I really love to do is rehab houses, and in 1975, I started that. Uh, for about 25 years, I rehabbed part-time while I was still a stockbroker and a commodity broker but uh, I, I really loved uh, real estate the thing that i didn't understand at the time was liquidity i knew it well in the marketplace but in homes it took longer to sell so i developed a program to sell i call it three days to sold it's a uh, round robin auction program it sells stuff in one or two weekends so that's uh, that's a shortened form of what i've done the thing that uh, recently it's been most amazing for me is I received the first ever Lifetime Achievement Award for 40 years of continuing service to the real estate community. That was really very nice. Both Nan and I got it.
1: Oh, that's great. Congratulations. Who who did, who awarded that to you? What organization?
0: It was from my peers, but it came through DREA, which is the Dade Real Estate Investors Association.
1: Cool. Well, that, that's awesome. And with your you know, experience, I mean, you've been rehabbing houses... Uh, or in the rehabbing business since 1975. What is your focus? Like, what? How do you spend your time right now in real estate?
0: Uh, I just looked uh, before I called you. We've closed 19 deals since the uh, first of the month. We're in the 14th of the month. And again, we'll be on schedule to do over 30 for the month. But we don't do rehabbing anymore. Probably about 10 years ago or so, I started doing wholesaling. And I realized that I could on two or three wholesale deals I could make more money than on one rehab and the rehabs take time effort money Uh, you're at the mercy of the market to sell it so we switched over and we predominantly do only wholesaling we train students to do uh, 12 other you know standard niches in the marketplace but we focus everyone to begin with on you have to learn how to wholesale to get the best deals cherry pick them and then either wholesale them or, in fact, rehab or hold them as rentals. That makes a lot of sense. Hmm.
1: With the at, at one point in time, did you transition from the rehabs to the wholesaling? It
0: had been at least 10 years ago. I had three full-time crews running, and I realized that you know I'd make a certain profit on the property, but I didn't realize at the time my liability. You have people come in. If one falls off the roof, you have a serious problem, whether they have insurance or not you have a problem. So I said to my wife, let's stop doing that, do it ourselves, which we did for a few years, and then decided let's wholesale.
1: makes more sense. And when you decided to make that transition, what type of process or system did you start implementing
0: so that you could scale it? Uh, The key is building a buyer's list. Uh, the, The most powerful thing that an investor can have is a very strong buyer's list, and then he can sell not only his own deals, other people's. Uh, If you have a great buyer's list, you never have to look at a house. You can resell other people's deals. I have students that never leave their bedroom office and they just literally wholesale to other wholesalers, other wholesalers deals. It sounds kind of strange, but it works very well. If
1: you have a buyer's list and you connect your buyer to another wholesaler, are you then at at risk of having that buyer just connect directly with the wholesaler and then for future deals, you wouldn't uh, get the commission?
0: Well, there's no commission. It's a profit. But, right, okay. yeah, there's Profit. In our industry, there's always people who want to take advantage of you're having a property under contract and them circumventing you and going directly to the seller. So you have to know who your wholesalers are. There's some that we won't do business with. They come to us to buy our properties. We will not sell to them. Uh, there's some that they have great deals. We will not buy from them. So that's a learning curve and you can ask people typically just talk to people that have other had other deals with them and they'll tell you. They don't hold back about what's happened. When
1: you've you've looked at your your business over the last 10 years and wholesaling, what's different about it now compared to when you got
0: started? The market's always in transition. People don't realize that, but for example in for example in 2007 and 8 and even 2000 up to 2010 REOs were freebies. The banks just literally gave them away. As many as you wanted, you could buy. Short sales the same way. Banks didn't know what to do with them; just take them off the books, especially at year end. However, banks decided they really didn't want to work with realtors. They didn't trust them. They thought they were in collusion with uh, realists with investors. So they decided to develop an auction system. And then instead of going through realtors and listing them, they just put everything to auction. Well, they can't exactly do that. They still have to list them to get an idea, but they are less fearful of having to get rid of them. So nowadays, it's much more difficult to get a decent price on an REO or a short sale simply because the lender doesn't care. They'll send it to auction. And very oftentimes, the auction sites are a magnet for people that don't know what they're doing. They overpay for them. It makes the banks happy, but it shortens investors' careers pretty dramatically.
1: What type of, of background well, what type of experience has your current background or when when you are you said you're a chemical engineer degree what what has that uh, allowed you to do when you're applying it to your real estate business? Because I'm always fascinated by um talking to engineers because uh, there seems to be a certain personality type that uh, that I've come across. I want to see if that's true with you.
0: okay, to me, um, the way I look at the the experience is it has nothing to do with engineering chemical engineering. it has to do with engineering a project start to finish if you said to me i want you to write a book i want you to produce a course i want you to go through a closing with me i love that i start out i step by step go through a mental thing about here's what happens here's what happens next if that happens then this happens and that becomes a teaching uh, assignment for me so to speak and i absolutely love doing that i i actually love sharing that more than i do doing homes homes become pretty easy Uh, Once you do two or three deals, um, you're on board and you have it. And my experience with new investors is there's only two success levels. They quit and there is no success whatsoever or they do two, three, five deals and pretty soon they're off and running because it's amazing how easy it is to generate profits from real estate deals once you get it down to a science.
1: On that note, if everything were wiped away uh, from a financial standpoint, Uh, from you right now, but you still had the knowledge that you have, how would you start over? What would your approach be?
0: Uh, I get this question all the time, which is kind of similar. Let's say you dropped into a city that you didn't know what city it was by parachute and all you had was a laptop and no money. What could you do, in fact, to make it work as a real estate investor? And the answer is very simply learning how to wholesale to other wholesalers. Um, you know, I mentioned it just briefly before, but mm-hmm. you can literally go online, find all those other wholesalers, find your cash buyers in the area, uh, and start putting those together without actually having to put down earnest money deposits and you know, putting properties under contract and so on. So that's what I, I used to tell people: door knock. Your most motivated sellers, you know, are not readily receptive to somebody knocking at the door, but if you do it enough times, you'll get deals. And recently I said to myself, boy, look at the success we've had in wholesaling to wholesalers. And that was my answer, wholesale.
1: How do you find the cash buyers in your area?
0: It's very simple. If you look in the public record, a cash buyer will almost always be an LLC, a corporation, a partnership, and a, a trust. Now, a trust being a land trust versus a living trust. Living trusts typically are cash buyers. But the other ones can't get financing. Now, later they can, you know, an LLC can come in and and get a collateralized note. But oftentimes it takes time. And in the beginning, that's not true. So within seconds of looking in the public record, you can find not only the cash buyers, you can find out how many they own. And the ones, if you said to me, well, which ones do you go to? It's not going to be the hedge funds that own 100 properties or more or 50. It needs to be the people that own 10 deals or 10 properties or less. The assumption would be if you own two properties, you're an investor. So you start at the bottom at two, you go up to 10 and start contacting them. And, well, how do you have a deal? Well, you get it from somebody else. Uh, and that's a great way to build a buyer's list. If you go to the club meetings, there's always RIAs in the area, and you card swap. Typically, you're card swapping with people that don't do deals. You need real buyers, not looky-loos.
1: You go to the public record. Do you uh, do that online or you go in person?
0: No, no, do it online. It depends on where, what city you're in and so on as how easy it is. If, you know, under the search term, Sometimes you can put in LLC and boom, all of them will come up. Once you see one of them, you can then go forward with his LLC's name and find out how many he owns. You can go to typically the corporate records in the state online and find out who that person is that's behind it and their mailing address. And if you look carefully at some of the documents in the public records, oftentimes you can find their phone number and email address.
1: Once you get their, let's say you find their phone number email address and mailing address. You've got the perfect trifecta. What do you do after that?
0: Well, two ways. First of all, you've got to get their attention by sending them something. So the easiest way is to drip on them a short series of postcards and then call and say, I've been sending you some properties and I was wondering what your criteria are. And very oftentimes, especially the hedge funds, will give you two pages of it has to be this, it has to be that. But the average guy says, I only... Uh, rehab in uh, 33071 zip code so hey great that gives you a a target market to go out and market in that area for properties specifically the old fallback is a bandit sign Um, and bandit signs despite what people say about them work extraordinarily well i have students who do mid to high six-figure incomes they only use bandit signs What's
1: the conversation after the uh, criteria you're looking for? Is there anything else or is that basically it? And once you have that, then you just go find it.
0: Yes, Uh, we're not realtors. Never have been licensed. I actually never have used the MLS. Uh, But you have to say that to these people. I'm not a realtor. Uh, I'm a wholesaler. And the reason being is that those sophisticated investors know that realtors can't bring them deals. I have an axiom that if it's been listed for more than five days, it's not a deal. It has to be turned into a deal. And the reason being is everybody's on autoresponders for the realtors. And as soon as the deals come out, investors in the area all know about it at the same time. If it's a deal, they're going to put it under contract. So those sophisticated investors want, give me the bottom line. What do you have right now? And if you don't have anything, you have to say to them, give me some criteria of what you want and where you want to be they'll typically say, you know, 3-2, either a carport or garage, so on and so forth. And you can target market from there on out for those specific people. Now, if they don't buy it, when you get it under contract, it doesn't matter. You're building your buyer's list with other people at the same time. I'll, I'll tell you what's interesting. Our sophisticated buyers, the ones that own 20 up to 400 properties, tell us, do not put it on your email list. Call me first. So very oftentimes, many of our properties never see the list. And they're bought immediately. They know what they want. They know what they need to pay for it. And their decision is takes less than 10 minutes typically.
1: Do you or or, people you work with do anything to uh, cultivate those relationships other than send deals?
0: No. I say that because either it's a deal or it's not a deal. We have one very large buyer that uh, has over 600 doors. We sold him a property with an $18,000 profit in it. And when he found out, because we did a double closing – he was annoyed, and he said to me, you know, you guys made so much money on this deal. And I said, wait, what difference does it make to you? Was it a deal or not? He said, oh, yeah, it was a great deal, but the other wholesalers only make a 1000 or $2,000 on a deal. I said, good for them. They have to do 18 times as many properties as we do. If you don't want to deal with us, don't buy our properties. There's other ones. So you get that kind of feedback. You know, Sometimes very wealthy people are very cheap about what they want to do. But if they want the deals, they pay what's fair market value.
1: Dave, what's your best real estate investing advice ever?
0: Well, I'll tell you what. If you're really serious about uh, becoming an investor and making that a career, I would say to you what you need is a real mentor. Uh, Not someone that sells books and tapes, but someone who can look over your shoulder and tell you where you're going wrong. We talk to investors every day that have spent god-awful amounts of money on mentoring. And they get to a point, I call it the tipping point, and they don't go forward, and it could be a contract issue or just plain fear, what we do is we say, here's the answer, go and do it. And for the people that do that, after two or three deals, frankly, they don't need us anymore because they got it. And that's the only reason we continue the mentoring program is to keep, bring more people into the fold, so to speak. Who is your mentor? Uh, frankly, people ask me that all the time. And when I started in 1975, there wasn't anyone out there. So what I had to rely on was the closing agents and closing attorneys. And I would go to them and say, protect me. Tell me what I don't know before I get in trouble. And because I was bringing them deals to close, they were very gracious about that. That's who I learned from.
1: You ready for the best ever lightning round? Okay, go ahead. (laughs) All right. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Did you achieve all your real estate goals in 2015? Well, if you did, congratulations. Fish bump to you. If you didn't, then go to coachwithtrevor.com. Trevor McGregor is my business coach, my real estate coach. He's also been a guest on the show, episode 320. He is offering a free coaching session for the best ever listeners. Just go to coachwithtrevor.com and it'll help you to achieve your real estate goals in 2016. Best ever book you've read?
0: Uh, I'm going to say Harv Eckert's uh, Secrets of a Millionaire Mind. If you don't have an aha moment when you read it, go back and keep reading it until you have that aha moment. What was one takeaway or aha moment for you? We all have constraints that keep us from being everything we can be. That book typically for me and some of my students, many of my students has unfolded and produced that aha of that's what happened to me. It was my parents that taught me this. Money is evil, for example. That's what uh, really comes up with it.
1: Best ever deal you've done?
0: Uh, I did a double deal. An investor brought me a deal. She made an $18,000 profit. When I went to closing, I noticed the seller lived next door. I went over to the seller and I said, do you have any other properties? Typically, I do that at closing, but she wasn't in the same room with me. And she said, yes, I have a property in New York, and I also am going to sell my house in five months. And I said, well, why don't I put it under contract now so you don't have to worry about finding a buyer for it, have people traipsing through the house and so on. And she said, great. I rehabbed the two one that I bought. I bought it for 110 And was gonna put it on the market and four months before hers was to close, and I was gonna put it on at 225,000. I realized if I sell it for 225, and I'm paying her 115 for her house, it may not go through. She may get kind of really upset because her property was a 4-2 that had been completely remodeled because of a fire. So I waited four months, and when she left and I closed, I put her property on the market same day as well as my original 2-1, Wholesale hers for an $87,000 profit, never did anything to it, sold mine for 225 Between the two of them, I made $195,000 net profit. Um, and what the reason for that was I asked the question, Do you have any other properties? They'll always ask that question, especially at closing.
1: That is noted. Do you have any other properties for sale? That's that's a, that, that's in the toolkit now. Okay. Thanks for sharing that. <laughs> What's the best ever personal growth experience and what did you learn from it?
0: Uh, Interestingly enough, uh, I have three daughters. The first two were born almost instantly. I got my wife to the hospital. Uh, 20 minutes later, she had the two girls. And then the third daughter, the nurse came out and got me and said, uh, Mr. Dinkel, come in. And she brought me into the delivery room. And I thought, what is this? And she said, the doctor wants you here for the delivery. And I said, gee, we didn't plan this, but okay. That simple birth of my daughter was, I don't know, I'm gonna say it was transforming for me. It was just an enormous impact on me. And what it made me re- realize is that really your your family is what you're all about and your children. And that was really kind of a transformation for me. Before that, I was just kind of always there for family, but never as involved as I should have been.
1: What's the best ever way you like to give back?
0: I love to work with people who are minorities and disadvantaged into becoming real estate investors. I have a student who came to me as he was a dishwasher. and He said to me, can I do a deal a week? And I said, well... There's no reason you can't, but uh, he was six foot three, had a cast on his leg, he couldn't do anything but limp. Drove a Mini Cooper, I don't know how he even got into it. Uh, But we worked with him and after three months he did his first deal, that was three years ago. This year he'll be in the high six figures. Uh, He owns a Bentley, he lives in uh, Trump uh, Palace in Miami uh, on a lease option for a $1.2 million condo. And he worked very hard to do it, and that's what I like to see. If we show you how to do it and you do it, you're going to be successful, but you have to do the work to get there. And he's, he's, by the way, he's trading his Bentley in for a Ferrari. So that's a big step up from dishwashing to very successful real estate investor. The ones I like to work with, frankly, are the investors who have a clean slate of them on their mind. They do not come with baggage of, well, I bought this course, I bought that course. Probably 30% of my day, I literally have to get people straightened out, kind of an exorcism of just listen to me, just do it this way. I don't care what the other guy said. You never wrote a deal with him. Here's how we do it. So I love doing that with people.
1: What's the biggest mistake you've made in real estate?
0: My wife, I actually was in the hospital, the phone rang, and i trying to figure out, I've only been in here for an hour, or so I, I got dehydrated. Who could be calling me? Turns out it's my wife and daughter and they're in a house that I couldn't go see. And they said, we love it. We love this house. You have to buy this house. I said hmm. to them, okay, okay, I'm not feeling very well. Go ahead and do whatever you need to do. And the guy's very motivated to the seller. And he said, look, I'll sell it to you a hundred thousand dollars under market value. I just have to get out and leave. That's a motivated seller. He's not concerned about price. He's concerned about a solution to his problem. I went up to see it. I said, okay, we'll do it. So did the contract with him, found out the HOA Homeowners Association wouldn't allow anything to trade below a certain price, so I said to him, here's what we'll do. On the HUD, you'll give me a seller's credit at closing of $100,000, and he said, do I need $100,000 to do that? And I said, no, it's paper credit. Put the HUD together, submitted it to the HOA at full market value. They said, great. He gave me the seller's credit on the second page at closing. We closed on it, went up there three or four times, didn't like, you know, kind of the neighbor's. And I said to my wife, I went out. And she said, great, I agree. Uh, That was in 2007. The market was declining. And when we finally sold it, even with a $100,000 discount, I lost $85,000. And the point of that is, don't fall in love with a property. Buy it as an investment. And if it's not working, don't hold on to it forever. Because that property right now is worth probably 40% of the value that I paid for it.
1: What's the best ever way the best ever listeners can reach
0: you? Uh, DaveDinkle.com.
1: Dave, thank you for being on the show and sharing your advice with Best Ever listeners and talking about your uh, vast amount of experience in real estate, uh, starting with the rehab houses in 1975 and uh, transitioning your, your business and your focus over the last 10 years to wholesaling with the underlying theme of if you want to get started right now, Then learn how to wholesale to other wholesalers. And the key is the buyer's list to get cash buyers. And I loved how you went through looking at the public record, uh, finding the ones who have uh, 10 10 or less properties, and then um, recommending that the listeners talk to those individuals and send them postcards. Uh, Essentially, uh, or or, um, the number one thing is to establish what their buying criteria are and then finding properties that match up with the, with the buying criteria. So I uh, really appreciate you taking some time and, and talking with us and uh, looking forward to uh, seeing how your company continues to evolve and, and grow. And I hope you have the best ever week.
0: Thank you, Joe. I appreciate it very much. And I wish you the very best in the coming year. Thanks.
1: Did you achieve all your real estate goals in 2015? Well, if you did, congratulations, fist bump to you. If you didn't, then go to coachwithtrevor.com. Trevor McGregor is my business coach, my real estate coach. He's also been a guest on the show, episode 320. He is offering a free coaching session for the best ever listeners. Just go to coachwithtrevor.com and it'll help you to achieve your real estate goals in 2016.